Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. So yeah, you, you bring your black light, you check the, uh, you check the bed for starlight, and if it's the, <laughs> nothing shines, then you're good. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Lore Boys. Hi, everybody. My name's Ethan Palmer, here to talk to you today about an older topic. We're revisiting an older episode, our 46th episode, to be precise. Uh, That one covered the creation lore of Mundus and Nern in the Elder Scrolls universe. Today, we're going to be talking about the Daedra of Elder Scrolls, uh, beings akin to our real-world demons, I suppose. Um, This request comes from John from Alaska. Uh, who requested a Daedric Prince episode. I'm not going to get really to the princes all that much, but I will talk about the Daedra a bit. Uh, And I will be talking by myself, of course, of course not. With me today is Peter. Hi, Peter O'Donoghue. Love the Elder Scrolls. And Jim. Cracking into a Slim Jim. Cracking into a Slim Jim there. (laughs) Uh, Slim Jims, of course, are canonical sustenance uh, uh, imported from the Old Mary Dominion. Uh, in in Elder Scrolls Four, so yeah. uh, are a recent addition to the to the continent. Yeah, exactly. like after uh, after they took whatever the after they got Talos out of the Nine Divines, they were just like, no, no, we can replace your god with this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A slim to dim. If you stack up enough slim gems in front of a shopkeeper so it covers their eyes with one perfect slim gem, then you can steal whatever you want from them. Hell yeah, dude! <laughs> that, that Skyrim glitch. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so for anyone listening to the, this episode who hasn't listened to our, we have three other, uh, Elder Scrolls episodes. This one, uh, glances off the first one, glances off the third one, uh, a little bit at the end. Um, but mainly does stand on its own. Uh, anybody who doesn't know what the Elder Scrolls is, uh, it's a series of video games produced by Bethesda, um, now owned by Microsoft, um, and fantasy world, basically fair to say, uh, with a, Huge wellspring, huge, huge, huge wellspring of lore, uh, of just like background history and all this world building that, that's gone into it. Um, the early games, what, I, what did the first game come out on, Peter? 95? Arena, Arena's on PC. It's free. You can just download it off the Bethesda website. There you go. Um, Arena and Daggerfall. So one and two are both free. Oh, nice. Um, I was doing this episode and I was like, man, I really got to play through Morrowind sometime. Um, which... Wait a second. Hang on. Maybe I maybe I had the exact same reaction in 2018. You haven't <laughs> played Morrowind? Uh, so I've played Morrowind. I've never played through Morrowind. I played I like a couple hours, didn't own it, you know, didn't really know what I was doing or where I was going, but that's kind of the vibe I get from Morrowind anyway. It's um, still, still my favorite. I almost said it's the best one. That's subjective. It is my favorite. So. <laughs> Yeah. A lot. Of, a lot of people would agree with you. Um, I believe people who like Skyrim the most are referred to as Sky Babies in the fandom. So, uh, 
Yeah, you know. I mean, anybody who doesn't know what the Elder Scrolls is, it's uh, when we say Morrowind, Oblivion, and Skyrim, those are three, four, and five of a long-running series. So no, Mother, there will not be a Skyrim 2. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, we don't know that. There's been like a <laughs> Skyrim point one, point two, point, like You could buy Skyrim as many times you, as you, you like. Make Kingdom Hearts or like Final Fantasy, where it's going to be like Skyrim 358 over six days or some shit, I'm going <laughs> to kill myself. <laughs> I, uh... I uh, I did look up recently, actually, the number of ports of Skyrim, and I think it was like 15, and uh, Resident Evil 4 had uh, 13, so that was a close second, I think. Damn, uh... Uh, the, the discussion came up. It was like, which has more? Uh, I would have guessed Resident Evil 4, but it turns out it is indeed Skyrim, which is the much newer game. My quick aside here in re- regarding Resident Evil 4, uh, my sister, with her allowance money, um, one of the first Christmas gifts she ever bought me with her own money was a copy of Resident Evil 4 for computer. Um, the first PC port of that game, uh, you had to control um, with the numpad. Uh, so there was no mouse input. It was a full keyboard port for some unknown reason. <laughs> wild. Just yeah. wild. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, so I have experience with uh, the, the amount that I said about um, Morrowind, Oblivion, and Skyrim. I've played uh, Oblivion and Skyrim. I've played quite a bit. Um, Jamie, what's your experience with the Elder Scrolls series of games? Is I watched people play Oblivion. I've never actually played it myself. I think I watched you play it. Um, I played Skyrim a lot. My first experience with Skyrim. I'm sure I told this back in 2018, but I was at a bar. And I was talking to someone with about Skyrim, and I knew a bit about it. And uh, they were like, well, you should come over. Bring your laptop over. We'll play sometime. Like, oh, I actually, I don't have a lot of money right now, so I don't have it. Uh, he <laughs> took out his wallet. He gave me $40. And he's like, you go home and you buy Skyrim. And I did. <laughs> and um, I since lost the password but to that yeah. Steam account. And I started at a new Steam account. So it, I have an unnamed Steam account out there with Skyrim somewhere. With Skyrim on it, yeah. If you can guess Jamie's old password, that copy of Skyrim can be yours. Yep. And Jamie can finally say that he paid it forward. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Starbucks drive through Yeah, yeah. Think about poor Haley Joel Osment, dude. Uh, you know, he, he got ESO, didn't you? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Elder Scrolls Online I had on PS4 and PC. And I had two friends who were really into it. So we played a lot together. I got to max level. I did like the big uh, PvP battles, like uh, like the world scale. Like the PvP is actually really cool. Uh, yeah. Like, you have to like build like war engines and stuff like that. And then like once you collect all these resources, you roll up with your big old tank machine. And you just like knock down a door and then get into like one-on-one fights. And it, it, it's good, good fun. I was always hoping that was more of a story-driven, like, Elder Scrolls-esque MMO, because I know I tried to get into the award-winning MMORPG Final Fantasy XIV as a cat girl, and just hated it so much. Uh, Like, ESO, every time it goes on sale for, like, eight Canadian dollars, I'm just like, is now the time? But I think it's on Game Pass, so maybe I'll just fuck around with it one day. It's repetitive. It's fun, but it's an MMO. Like, (laughs) it's gonna be that. Never mind. I like MMOs, but... Never mind. I withdraw my candidacy. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I, out of the race. <laughs> I took the old spoon and needle out of the drawer this week, actually, and I started playing the re-release of Classic on Hardcore <laughs> version. But anyways, just saying that for my own personal records for whenever I'm all washed up with my yeah. laptop uh, plugged into a school library or something. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Jamie had to turn in all his coins, his 24-hour coin, his 48-hour coin, his one-month <laughs> coin, his six-month coin. <laughs> <laughs> just all, all that progress down the like, drain. 
July till November, so it was like six-ish months, a little less. So. Yeah, that was less than six months, my friend. Well, I felt like um, a lot longer. <laughs> felt like six years. Huh? Uh, uh, cool. Let's jump into it because uh, there's a lot of lore here. Uh, I said at the top of the show, but we're going to be talking specifically about this one class of creature in this uh, fantasy setting called the Daedra, where essentially demon. Uh, is an easy way to think about them if you're if you're not familiar with them at all. Um, this one touches most broadly on the uh, creation lore episode I did uh, back in June 2018, so episode uh, 46, over 150 some episodes ago. Uh, so like a real a real July to November span of time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. We're uh... <laughs> just a couple of months ago uh, you can consider this your uh, lore boys prime kicking in and your subscriptions finally paying off uh you're getting the uh the, i guess it's the hardcore version right yeah um yeah the the lore uh, of the elder scrolls runs very deep uh there's a ton of debate on a ton of different topics um the daedra are not immune to this i'm gonna i'm trying to draw a singular line through the lore to create like this kind of storyline that i'm telling i know that like the Argonians don't believe any of this shit. I talked about it on the first episode where um, when we talk about the creation of the universe, they don't believe in Anu and Padme. They believe in the snake Ouroboros that goes by a different name that when it eats its own heart, the universe stops and it restarts itself. And there's one guy who could step outside of that cycle. Um, super cool episode, I think, uh, especially maybe for one of our early ones. Wait, we um, did one of those? Yeah, we, we talked about that in the in the first Elder Scrolls episode. We talk about how uh, if you can step out of time, uh, which the uh, Elder Scrolls in some ways can kind of let you do, uh, yeah. you can step outside the universe, you can rewrite the universe at the dawn of time, and then you can just set it up however you want it to be kind of thing, uh, which is how like the magic of the Elder Scrolls works, kind of. Um, which we've done two episodes on on that kind of business. So yeah, if that sounds interesting, go back and listen to those ones. We're not talking about that today. Um, I'm just saying that to say that's what the Argonians believe, is that it's a snake. Other people believe other things, like the uh, Mer perspective. Mer are the elves in uh, Elder Scroll canon. It's all um, the races of elves, right? Are, are the Mer folk? Yeah, exactly. So um, elves and also dwarves are elves and orcs are elves and yeah. uh, Khajiit are elves. What? Um, yeah, so I I can get I can get into into uh, it a little bit at the ends. Okay. Um, but there's three elf races which were corrupted by Daedric princes. Uh, so we'll learn what Daedric princes are in a bit. Oh. Um, there are three elf races which were corrupted by Daedric princes to become the races that they are right now. So uh, Azura created the Dunmer when she made a pact with the three king or the three gods of Morrowind, right? Um, and oh, they broke the back, yeah. and she cursed them to their, to have like dark skin and, and beady red eyes, essentially. Yeah. Um, Azura created the Khajiit, uh, apparently from uh, Bosmer stock. So she, Azura also took Bosmer and just made cat people out of it. The Khajiit are cat <laughs> people. The, the Bosmer are wood elves. Uh, the Orsimer, the orcs, uh, were created by Boethia. Oh, okay. When he uh, consumed Malakath on the Shivering Isles, and uh, or he, he consumed Malakath in his uh, elven form, uh, and then uh, pooped him out as Malakath, who was a new Daedric prince. Again, we'll get into the creation of the Daedric For princes the in a bit. Khajiit thing, I love that. If any race gets enough power, they'll turn. Uh, they'll make cat people. 
It's just, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's bound to happen. None of magic or technology, and there will be cat people. <laughs> just, I mean, that's why rich people on Earth are perverts, right? It's like yeah, you yeah. have no, there's, you look out the window and you have no more lands to conquer. <laughs> that's why Pete got into Final Fantasy fourteen, right? <laughs> Briefly, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, a, a couple others. So the the Dunmer created from the Kimmer or the Kimmer. Sorry, we talked about it last time. The Dwemer, who are the dwarves, are now extinct. Um, the Falmer are. Uh, snow elves who were slaves to the Iliad, who are another race of Aldmer. Um, but we're not going to get into that too much. Just um... a whole episode about the Dwemer as well. The, they're extinct and or possibly outside of reality. We don't know. There's a whole bunch of crazy shit that happens there. Don't we really exactly. see like one of them ever in like all of Skyrim or something? No, you see him in Morrowind. Morrowind. He's yeah, yeah. Um, Don't get me started. We need to yeah, do exactly. exactly. We, we really we haven't we haven't even got do get me started because we really haven't got started on, on talking about the day at all yet. Uh, I do want to get just do like a, a quick glossary of terms here for some of the listeners. Uh, it's been a long time since we last talked about people in places like Mundus, Lorcan, and the Et Ada. Um, I'm gonna do my best to elaborate on those old concepts as they come up. Um, again, our old episodes will do a good job filling in gaps. Uh, some things. Uh, Nern is the world that uh, the games take place on. Tamriel is a continent. It's probably the main continent uh, uh, of Nern that the games take place on. Orbis is the name of the universe and all realms within it. Mundus is the name of the uh, specific realm that houses Nern. Uh, it's kind of like described as the solar system that the games okay. take place in. Uh, there's the divine. Uh, Pete kind of mentioned Talos getting outed. Uh, it was eight. It's nine gods, or sometimes known as the eight and one, who is uh, who are uh, traditionally considered of order and good. Uh, the greatest among them is Akatosh, and they are also known as the Et Ada. Uh, we talked a lot about them on the Creation Lore episode. Yeah, it's a familiar. There's a familiar like pair of words. Yeah. So, uh, what are Daedra? The Daggerfall Strategy Guide called the Daggerfall Chronicles by Ronald Warto, has this to say on them. The peasants have colorful terms for Daedra. Fiends, unclean spirits, the evil ones, the dark princes, the gods of torment, the infernal ones, and, most commonly, demons. Those who wish to understand or battle these nightmarish beings rather than live in fear prefer the more circumspect term, Daedra. It is nearly impossible to say anything definitive about Daedra, despite thousands of years of scholarship devoted to their nature. Their reputation as cruel, amoral geniuses of destruction seems to be mostly deserved, but if they are true evil, our definition of evil may need revision to include the complexity of their natures. Daedra appear to have a well-organized hierarchy, and the ones found in our world are doubtless the weakest of the lot. Of course, the Fire Daedra, the Frost Daedra, the Seducer, and or the Daedra Lord are among the most dangerous creatures in Tamriel, but there is certainly something greater out there in the world they call Oblivion. Perhaps we are already doomed to fall beneath their fire. So uh, Pete kind of mentioned it. Daggerfall is the second game, second installation in the series. Uh, so I have spent a good amount of time looking into the lore at this point, but I don't know the order that things were really rolled out. So I don't know how much the, of the Daedric Princess was known when Daggerfall was released versus how Dag much... Daggerfall is the second game. It's the only one I haven't played. So it's Arena, Daggerfall, Morrowind, Oblivion, Skyrim is yeah. the order the games came out. And as, as, I, as I understand it anyway, Arena is very light on lore. Um... And then I know Morrowind is super, super heavy on lore. So I, I just don't know how much was introduced when this... This is uh, a quote from the strategy guide for Daggerfall. Uh, so I don't know how much was uh, incorporated into the lore at this point, essentially. Uh, um, 
like I said before, they're basically demons. They come in a wide variety of shapes and sizes, though the two main classifications are the Greater and Lesser Daedra. Greater Daedra are also known as the Daedric Princes. Um, we'll talk about those a bit later. Uh, to start, we'll talk about the Lesser Daedra, I guess. So the word Daedra itself is of Murrish origin. That's uh, Elvish. Again, the Mur people are the elves. Um, its literal translation uh, for Daedra is not our ancestors, as opposed to Aedra, which means our ancestors. Um, we'll talk a bit more about whose ancestors uh, in a little while um, when we talk about the creation of the Daedra and eventually the Daedra. Um, so there's a multitude of lesser Daedra. Uh, how many can you name, Pete? Um, I can't remember the goblin guys are like scamps or scamps scamp. or something. Scamp. Yeah, so it's like there's a scamp. There's the Triceratops thing, uh, which its name starts with a C. Does yeah. Yeah. There's a Daedroth. Uh, there's all the Atronox, which is like fire, storm, yep. lightning, ice, flesh. Um, you've got the fuck. I can't remember like the actual like kind of devil horn dudes in in Oblivion. <laughs> Yeah. So those are or the Dramora. Dramora, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Uh, um, what else? That's pretty I good. You got the sp spider centaurs. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the spider ladies. Yeah. You have um, the uh, dark seducers uh, who are kind of like dark elf-ish um, people. Oh, from in, the Shivering the Isles. Yeah, there's the yeah. dark seducers and then there's the, the good ones, the, the mania and the dementia ones. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, there's, there's a whole, a whole host that just, that's just to illustrate like kind of like the wide, wide range you get. Some of them are, uh, spider centaurs. Some of them are like little goblin-y dudes. And then some of them are straight up just like elemental creatures just made of entirely of fire or entirely of ice. And in the Shivering Isles, there's a bunch of other weird ones, like these giant, like mantis bugs and all that, like a bunch of crazy shit. Yeah, exactly. Um, most of the lesser Daedra, but not all of the lesser Daedra were created by the, the Daedric princes. Uh, to serve as warriors or playthings or, or whatever. Um, you can see what certain Daedra look like by playing the games or by searching online. Those representations aren't hard and fast. Uh, to many Daedra, they simply choose their appearance. Um, so Daedra don't really die. When you kill one on the plane of Nern, it simply goes back to oblivion and reforms at some later point in time. Oh, you banish uh, them, basically? Yeah, essentially, they, they don't return as their... You don't banish them in the sense that they don't return as their corporeal form on the plane of Oblivion. They just return kind of as an essence. Um, and as that essence, they can kind of make some choices. Like, they get to go to their own, like, a new character creation screen, basically, yeah. uh, and remake their character from scratch. It's the Daedros Crocodile Man version of Heaven. They believe in reincarnation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Character screen. Yeah. <laughs> I think I remember some of the princes, but a lot of these lesser ones are really lost on me right now. The lesser, yeah. the lesser ones are just mobs in game, except for like maybe you'll fight one as a boss or some shit like that. I know there's like there's like these weird crystal guys in the Shivering Isles in the expansion that like work for you know, that guy's yeah. other form, like th yeah. that sort of shit. It's Jigalag is the Daedric Prince, that but I mean like, he has like these like crystalline knights that you fight in in that one. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, if you haven't played Oblivion specifically, like if you've just played Skyrim, there's way fewer, uh, uh, like lesser Daedra that you see probably. Um, 
a lot of them are through like con if you don't go down the conjuration tree of a, a school of magic uh, yes. you'll never see them because you can summon daedra and you know the stronger you get in conjuration the stronger the daedra that you can summon usually starting with scamps um uh so like atronox for example are really just like elementals like they're just uh like the frost atronox is just like this big ice guy the fire atronox is kind of this svelte uh fire woman uh yeah. who shoots fireballs at you and they, cool. she explodes whenever she dies she's objectively the best one in skyrim because she has such low hp and does such high damage when she explodes when she the other ones are completely worthless. <laughs> 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 you just summon the, you just summon your like suicide golem and you're just like go forth and conquer <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, they, they choose their appearance, uh, but there are common traits determined by their grouping. Atronox, for example, example, uh, typically Example-y. appear, yeah, example, 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 uh, they typically appear as Atronox, no matter their personal flair. So you're a frost Atronox, you're going to show like kind of appear as a, a man made out of ice or like a vague humanoid made out of ice. Yeah. Uh, and they, they all appear like that. Like they might be distinct in some ways you know they might have you know a, one might have a bigger icicle than the other if you know what i mean but uh <laughs> but they'll, they'll all be frostman right yeah. um the groups that daedra are a part of uh called clans or clan forms uh kind of shape their minds so their their souls kind of are of this clan form uh and that kind of shapes their mind and the way that they think which in turn kind of determines how each of them shapes their own body whenever they're created okay so it's like they they're they have it's like the illusion of free choice with all daedra where they're like free to choose but we may like the daedric prince made you this way so you're gonna end up choosing this form no matter what you know? <laughs> reminding me the little dinosaur things are clan fears yeah exactly okay yeah. <laughs> so if they, had, if, if they were like had really low self-esteem they just make themselves ugly but if they're like, yeah, super exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. They, they give themselves little slumped shoulders on the, on the frost station. <laughs> <laughs> Two different sized <laughs> eyes. They're like up yeah, and down. together glasses on the front of an ice golem. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, 80% of my spirit is under the surface. Okay. Aw. <laughs> we're going to go to commercial. Uh, but after the break, we're going to teach you how to summon your own Daedra and why you can't just bind it to this plane for all time. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome back from the break, everybody. We've been talking about Daedra. Uh, we're going to talk about how to summon them, how to manifest them. Uh, hopefully, you know, uh, the break, the ads gave you some good tips, some good deals on dragon's fires, if that's something that you're worried about. Um, 
but Black uh, Friday any- deals uh, <laughs> as of November 22nd, 2021. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Amulet of Kings never been shattered on sale for 75% off. <laughs> uh, so Deja have the ability to manifest on Nern through being summoned. Uh, kind of like I said before, Conjuration Magic can summon them. Yeah. Worshippers and Arcane Conjurers can summon Daedra to the mortal plane for the weekend, so to speak, via simple spells. <laughs> to keep Daedra on the plane for longer than a few mo- uh, moments, excuse me, requires long, painstaking rituals or the formation of packs. So again way more uh, demon-centric or, or kind of similar to um, real-world demons as we kind of know them, where you can keep them here longer if they willingly enter into a pact with you, at, at which point you've probably offered up some portion of your soul or some other thing. Virginity, something like that. Exactly. A piece of your icicle. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, for frost astronauts. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there was a big push for a long time to get uh, Frost Astronauts uh, circumcised, but, uh, you know, it was mostly just uh, hysteria. Uh, For more powerful Daedra, uh, the summons is usually more of an invitation than a command. So uh, if you're summoning a really powerful Dremora, um, and I guess you're not like the protagonist uh, of the games, uh, you're just some like some NPC and you're summoning really powerful Daedra, uh, it's usually like, uh, hey, yeah, I'm having a I'm having a ritual party where we're gonna be killing this pesky main character. If any uh, demons want to show up, that'd be that'd be pretty cool. Thought I'd just <laughs> send you an invite, and the cool kid at school decides to show up. That's right. Yeah, it? when the moon's full in the sky and you slaughter three guys, there's Dramora. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I feel like I might have made the same joke in 2018. Let me know if I did. I felt I, not same. in the first episode. I'll say I, I didn't. I listened to it today and I don't remember hearing it. So uh, <laughs> you're one, one third clear. We'll say good. Um, there's no real limitations on when or where Daedra can be summoned, but there are times when it's either easier or more difficult based on a variety of factors. Um, one of the big factors and one of the main reasons why they can't stay permanently was for a very, very long time. These things called the dragon fires or this, this thing called the dragon fires in the temple of the one, uh, which were created by Akatosh. Akatosh again is the, uh, supreme God of gods. The, the Zeus, uh, as Peter described him in our first episode, um, of the, uh, elder scrolls pantheon. Well, he's much more uh, like Jesus, really, because he was a man who ascended to godhood, right? He's, it was Tiber Septim. Uh, you're thinking of Talos. This is Akatosh. Yeah, Akatosh is the the dragon god of time. Um, right, right, okay. Um, yeah, so he's not... I, I guess if you think of, of uh, you know, god like that, of Jesus as the dragon god of time, then he is kind of like Jesus, right? But um, yeah, I, that's what I choose. Uh, that's what I choose to believe. That's, I'm gonna have. Yeah. That's how I'm gonna baptize my kids. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, like Alduin, the villain of Skyrim, is his polar opposite. Because I know exactly. he, when you defeat Alduin at the end of Skyrim, spoilers for a game that came out ten years this, ago, and also ten years ago, is Alduin does not die. He just is sent to some point in time where he does need to end the universe when you destroy him. Yeah, exactly. the The final battle against Alduin, you travel. Don't you travel in time? Oh no, that's the first time he's banished. Is banished from yeah. his time to the present in yeah, game. Yeah, that's why he shows up. Yeah, and then yeah, that's why he comes out of nowhere. And then when you defeat him in heaven, essentially, he yeah. just explodes. You don't you don't absorb his soul, and the dragon priests are just like, oh yeah. I mean, you probably just like he'll be back. 
he is the <laughs> end of time. Like that, we don't really have a choice. But thanks. Yeah. <laughs> not not that. today. Yeah. Basically. Um. So sorry. The dragon fires in the Temple of One, created by Akatosh. This uh, the good the good guy in this uh, equation, essentially. Um. With a, with a burning handful of his own heart's blood, the dragon fires themselves are a ward against the planes of oblivion. So they right. were created by Akatosh to keep the Daedric princes off of Nern. Uh, in theory, they prevent the permanent manifestation of Daedra on the mortal plane, uh, though short-term summoning, summoning is still possible. So uh, basically, as long as the dragon fires were lit, uh, they would they would always repel the Daedra. Um, eventually, he handed off the Amulet of Kings uh, and the uh, responsibility for the dragon fires to the Septum line of King. Um, the four, fourth Elder Scrolls uh, title. If this sounds familiar to anybody, this is all this is all from Oblivion. Uh, this tells the story of the Dragonfires going out and Oblivion gates manifesting all over Nern. Basically, Martin Se- or not Martin Septim, but uh, Patrick Stewart at the beginning of the game. Uh, when he dies, he gets assassinated at the beginning of the game, which is unexpected, and they didn't have his heir in place to then light the Dragonfires because anytime yeah. the Septim line dies. The dragon fires would go out, and when they're out, um, Daedra can invade. So your quest in Oblivion is to find the heir to the Septum line and get him in place to relight the dragon fires before the planes of Oblivion, Mayrun's Dagon specifically of the Daedric princes, can overtake the world. Yeah, it, it, because I know the Daedric cults like were around in at least in Morrowind, like pre-invasion, right? Excuse me. Um, so, like, the, the, all the, like, kind of temporary manifestations were very much, like, canonized, but it's, uh, because you need to find his, like, bastard son, who's, like, a monk or something, right? It's yeah, like, exactly. Martin Septim? Yeah, you find Martin Septim, you have to get him the Amulet of Kings, the Amulet of Kings gets stolen, because the Amulet of Kings is also required to, uh, light the Dragonfires, it's, like, the two pieces in the multi-factor authentication. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> do you want us to call the Amulet or text it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> no, no, I, I, you don't understand. I can't remember the password to get into the amulet. That's my problem. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Dragonfire's been locked out. Try again in six minutes or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> gate, gate to oblivion. Gate to Mayrune's Dagon's plane of oblivion opening up behind you. Like, no, fuck, I gotta. <laughs> the phone with it. Like, <laughs> There's a bug with your iPhone that you could like. Based on the system time, you could like make it freak out and think that like, oh, you can't turn your phone on for like thirty three years now or something like that. Uh, <laughs> so imagine that happening. You'd have a whole lot of <laughs> in that situation. Yeah. yeah, you just keep locking <laughs> yourself out. It's like, please wait ten minutes. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, at, at the end of the game, Oblivion, Martin Septim shatters the Amulet of Kings, becomes the avatar of Akatosh. So he becomes this like towering guy and ends up fighting the Daedric Prince Mayrune Stagon. Uh, seals all the Oblivion Gates, then turns himself into a giant statue. Um, it's pretty well agreed, though not fully confirmed, that the statue which Martin Septim turns into has replaced the Dragon's Fires because he was the last of the Septim line. So there's been nobody else to light the fire since, and the Amulet of Kings was shattered. Um, so it's thought that his statue keeps the Plains of Oblivion at bay somehow, like his spirit in there, since he made the ultimate sacrifice and decided in skyrim so it has to be that right because that because otherwise like the planes of oblivion would continue to be an issue in skyrim because it's yeah well it's it's hard it's hard to prove a negative and um 
so the invasion in, yeah. in, in the invasion in Elder Scrolls Four Oblivion was one Daedric Prince and one Plane of Oblivion. The Deadlands. Yeah. Uh, it was Mayrun's Dagon and the Deadlands invading Nern. It was none of the other Daedric Princes. Right. So it could just be like, a, hey, he also beat the shit out of Mayrun's Dagon, and maybe Mayrun's Dagon's like, yeah, I'm over it, you know. Or maybe maybe he's re reforming and will will start again soon. Um, but it's kind of like, a, hey, this rock repels tigers from The Simpsons, and it's like. Yeah. Well, how does it work? I don't see any tigers, right? Yeah. <laughs> Dragon <laughs> repels demons. Baron Stegon, I think he's the big bad in Elder Scrolls Online as well. I think. So he's one of them. He's part of the new expansions because I still watch the trailers for some fucking reason. Okay. The original bad dude in uh, ESO was Moleg Bal. Oh, yeah. Moleg Bal. Yeah. He's the guy with the... He gives you the Skyrim mace that can the like steal souls. Mace, yeah. yeah. For, yeah. Uh, his, his realm is Cold Harbor, and I really want to see it because it sounds very gross. And But yeah. Yeah, you have to go in his spooky house and then go down in the basement. You get all trapped up in there, and he gives you a mace eventually. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah, you have to. He traps you in it, and then you have to lure somebody else there and kill them to get the beast, right? Right. He created vampires. Oh, oh. cool. Um, cool. So yeah, that's uh, how Daedra can appear on Nern and the limitations therein. Uh, we can talk a bit about their characteristics now. Uh, we have some abstract ideas about who they are, um, but now we can talk about what makes a Daedroth, right? Um, each it's specific date. Uh, Daedroth is the singular for Daedra. Daedra is a plural, oh. and Daedroth is a one Daedroth. It's like uh, data is a plural, and uh, a datum is uh, the singular. Oh, Daedra wow. Lee Roth over here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a teacher. Uh, uh, <laughs> um, uh, I just think it's Cyrodiil to the tune of Panama now. Cyrodiil. <laughs> <laughs> um, running hot tonight yeah. <laughs> gonna slaughter a goat <laughs> uh, um, each specific Daedra uh, and more broadly what are called their clan forms which I mentioned earlier have their own characteristics and behavior despite this uniqueness there are shared traits throughout most if not all Daedra and most of them are described in the in-canon book Spirit of the Daedra which seems to be written by some unattributed Daedrum, Daedroth, excuse me, uh, at some point for some reason. Uh, wrote this book, left it in the mortal plane. Uh, there's a lot of copies of it. You can get it in, uh, I know at least, Oblivion and uh, Skyrim. I'm pretty sure you can also get it in Morrowind. So um, as far as I know, what's pretty cool is every Elder Scrolls game, despite the fact I think they've kind of declined in quality, one of the cool attentions to detail is the fact that the bibliography within every game is retroactive so every book from morrowind is in oblivion is in skyrim so the library because time has passed oh, within just, skyrim is la is larger than it was in oblivion nice yeah. the lusty argonian maid argonian maid <laughs> it's a cl classic classic smut from the games um, yeah exactly that, yeah. That's, that's that's your like your your like wine mom wailing smut of the of, of the of tamriel <laughs> exactly exactly um yeah, so there there are in canon books in the game, uh, and a lot, if not most or all of the lore, does come from these books. Um, from this, uh, the spirit of the spirit of the Daedra, we know that Daedra have emotions, uh, and they're stated to experience pain, shame, failure, and loss. But and you can't be vegan if you only eat Daedra; they feel pain. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, well, I eat Daedra, but I stick to farm, fre <laughs> farm fresh Daedra, okay? <laughs> Free range Daedra only for me. Thank you very much. None confined to those planes of oblivion. Thank you. I wonder uh, what a spider centaur would taste like. Hmm. What? What is spider centaur? You guys said that that exists in the game, right? It, it oh, yeah. I can't remember. Depends which called. half you eat, right? Because the top half, the, the woman half, would be fleshy probably, but the bottom half would be like, I think spiders are powered by like hydraulic fluid. So it just <laughs> yeah, be like they're, 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 they're arthropods. <laughs> So it would probably be like lobster or like a crab. It's, oh, yeah. it's probably not bad. <laughs> you like have, to <laughs> you have to take a two-year course to be able to drive that spider. Dude. Yeah, uh, I'm, a, I'm a spider centaur operator certified. <laughs> uh, I got my caterpillar training. <laughs> caterpillar. <laughs> Which is a brand of like industrial equipment. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um. So we noted we we know that they fear they know those emotions and that they also fear those emotions. So they they fear pain. They like they have negative reactions to pain, shame, failure, and loss. Um, this happens to different extents depending on the uh, intelligence of the Daedroth in question. So uh, a quote from Spirit of the Daedra on death, defeat, and fear: We do not die. We do not fear death. Destroy the body, and the animus is cast into the darkness. But the animus returns. But we are all not all brave. We feel pain and fear it. We feel shame and fear it. We feel loss and fear it. We hate the darkness and fear it. The scamps have small thoughts and cannot fear greatly. The Vermai have no thoughts and cannot fear. The Dramora have deep thoughts and must master fear to overcome it. So uh, from, the, from the quote, you can kind of see that there's different levels of understandings from different types of Daedra as well. Uh, this kind of, again, is why a scamp spirit will always re-manifest as a scamp because just the way its its brain was built is always going to choose scamp form because scamp yeah. form best form to scamp it's yeah. a scamp scamp yeah. grind set yeah, yeah. <laughs> scamps are they're kind of dumb they, they can't get a lot done but they're just so happy to see you when you get home you know yeah a little scamp uh, <laughs> on that scamp grind set you know rise, <laughs> rising rising grind let's get that lambus bread uh, <laughs> um the spirit of the Daedra also goes into detail on what these different types of Daedra are uh, when it references the clan bond, which clan bond, excuse me, let me enunciate, which defines what we'll call the, or, or what we've been calling clan forms and why certain Daedra all look alike. Um, a quote, uh, the clan bond. We are not born. We have not fathers nor mothers, yet we have kin and clans. The clan form is strong. It shapes body and thought. If the, in the clan form is strength and purpose. Uh, again, this basically refers to the archetypes Scamp, Dramora, Atronach, uh, depending on the spirit of the Daedra, uh, what they manifest as. But when the a Daedra princes all created their own Daedra, as far as I know, but they still kind of like rotate in shifts. Like, I don't yeah. know if Maroon's Dagon created the Daedroth, or like, which is the alligator thing. I understand it's the plural, yeah. but that's what the enemy's called. Like, yeah. The 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 Daedroth was created by a certain prince and does not necessarily serve Mehrun's Dagon, despite the fact it is working for him during during the invasion. Yeah, exactly, and and we'll we'll get to it. There actually is the the book does go on to uh, address exactly that. Um, but as I kind of said before, when a Daedra is killed on Nern, its spirit returns to oblivion, where it can slowly reform into its clan. Uh, once reformed, the Daedra has a choice to serve or not to serve. Most lesser Daedra spirits are actually created by the Daedric princes for the express purpose of serving. Uh, and it's quite rare that one would not serve its traditional master. But basically, they they do have the freedom of choice um, where they're going to choose the strongest one. 
uh, again from the spirit of the Daedra on the oath, the oath bond. We serve by choice. We serve the strong so that their strength might shield us. Clans serve by long practice, but practice may change. Dramora have long served Dagon, but not always so. Practice is secure when oath bonds are secure and trust is shared. When oath bonds are weak, there is pain and shame and loss and darkness and great fear. Um, so yeah, ex- exactly what you said, Peter. They don't always serve the same thing. They choose who they think is strongest and, and serve them. Uh, there is probably some of that at play where it's like uh, Mirren's Dagon created the uh, Daedroth, the, the creature, not the singular, um, and probably built their brains in a certain way that would make his particular type of strength seem appealing, right? Whereas right. a uh, a uh, Hermaeus Mora, whose strength, I guess, is insanity in a lot of ways. Um, <laughs> yeah, because I totally forgot that you do go to Oblivion in Skyrim. You do go to Hermaeus Mora's realm, like the infinite yeah. library thing or whatever the fuck it's called. Yeah, it's like uh, the consumption of all knowledge and... You know the shattering of minds from it. I like, basically. yeah. And there's a bunch of like inky, like inky tentacle monsters and like formless shapes and just goat eyes everywhere. Yeah, I like how the the Daedric princes like they have to earn the trust, like shared trust. Um, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> exactly. Everything like it sounds like a, you're basically a manager. Like, yeah, we don't have enough yeah, yeah. disease benefits or whatever. Like, we can't yeah, get yeah. disease <laughs> hard yeah. enough. Like, uh, I mean, those those Daedra, they got a lot of teeth. You know, that's an expensive dental plan. Not every yeah. Daedric prince can afford it, okay? <laughs> I don't know, dude, because I feel like if you went to the dentist with only one tooth, they wouldn't give you a deal. <laughs> <laughs> if anything, they prob- they're probably charging you more at that point, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, like floss loop, like a scarf, just like squeeze. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <All the way down. laughs> Uh, it's like it's like buffing a bowling ball. Like uh, <laughs> what's his face in the Big Lebowski? <laughs> uh, what if we didn't um, have multiple teeth, but just one big round tooth all the way across the front? Um, be unsettling. It there are animals like that. You wouldn't have to floss. floss. No, you uh, would not. Man, I'm so glad I just have two big teeth because now my gums don't bleed anymore. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> it's, not, it's not an ungulate. It's an undentulate, I guess. Uh, just the just <laughs> <laughs> horse's hoof for a tooth. Someone approaching? No, no, he's just eating. Yeah. Uh, freaking chatterbox over here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, so yeah, so in that quote, there's there's reference again to their understanding of fear. Uh, this time in relation to the unknown of not being bound to, to a greater Daedric power. So I guess Daedra kind of feel anxiety canonically. Uh, oh. just like, I don't know what's going to happen. So they just like the the choice paralysis while they're trying to choose who's the, the strongest Daedric Prince. The old Daedric can't get anything done. <laughs> they just start podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Daedra out at a restaurant, they're like ordering a food and then the waiter says, enjoy your meal. He says, hey, you too. Yeah. <laughs> That that's it. That's it. I, I gotta call boss. We gotta assassinate uh Uriel Septum and start an invasion of this plane so I can kill this waiter, please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um so a dark seducer in the shivering isles at some point says to the player, uh quote, The Wellspring is a sinosure, a place where the animus of Lost Mazkin, which is the dark seducers in their tongue, uh can return to this realm from the waters of oblivion. The darkness is a frightening place, even to us. And so our Lord has given us this beacon, a light to guide us back to him. Um, so it seems like when the spirits are lost in oblivion, they don't go back to a specific plane of oblivion. 
they kind of sit in this miasma between this darkness that they don't like. So uh, it seems like none of them would choose to stay unformed. And, you know, even if they don't like serving, even if they don't like their lot in life, they're eventually going to always reform just because the darkness drives them. An individual Daedroth will not be bound to any one master, but to whomever they perceive the most powerful at any given time, which will lead to conflict. When they get killed, it's like they get like launched into this realm that is just like career day at a high school where you have to choose the rest of your future. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Just uncomfortable. Insanity, vampires, orcs, whatever. But there's this horrible, impossibly cold void in one corner of the gym, you know? Yes. And they just, that, it's unsettling. It, it hurries them to their choice where they're like, oh, sure, sure, whatever. I'll be a lawyer. Sign me <laughs> up. Uh, <laughs> um, so, yeah, they're not bound to any one master. Uh, presumably, this leads to some conflict between Daedric Princes as well. You know, whoever the Dramora once served when they went to go serve Mayrun's Dagon, I'd imagine whoever they used to serve didn't like that, that they, that, Mirren's Dagon was suddenly stronger. Uh, so there is kind of interplay between them. There is some quest lines in the games where you go and mess with other Daedric princes and some of them kind of have their little squabbles and such. Some of them um, are also like objectively good. Like Azura is good, right? Yeah. She doesn't really have you do anything evil. Yeah, so I don't know if you remember the quote from the beginning of the Daggerfall Chronicles um, where the, the author says that oh, we yeah. probably need to redefine our definition of evil if we consider them evil because they are... I think I think it's pretty safe to say, and most people would agree, that they're pretty ruthless no matter what, right? Like, yes. they, they set their mind on a goal and they're going to achieve it. Uh, a lot of them are like, like um, I guess to, to compare it to Lovecraft, H.P. Lovecraft, uh, like Nyarlathep, where they, they seem to be very driven and they seem to be, uh, you know, working towards an end. Whereas, you know, uh, Shubnigaroth is just like completely unknowable and unknown and his motives are completely out there and you'll never understand the why of it and you know they they do things and like is that evil from our perspective maybe but it's hard to tell from theirs um so uh the jamara like i said oh sorry i already said that um we've set the groundwork for who the daedra are um we could talk about the daedric princes a bit now if you guys want cool i know we kind of already have a little bit uh mayrun's day gone He's a mm-hmm. bad guy. There's the crazy one that has uh, the the tea party in that Shea other. Shagorath. 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 Yeah. There's um. Jigalag is also Shagorath. Is the yeah. same guy. There's a guy yeah. who pretends to be a dog and lures you to a statue. That's Clavicus Vile. His Clavicus dog Vile. is different. Yeah, that's like yeah. Bagris or or Bagris or something. His dog. Okay. Yeah. There's no. I think this Peter- is. A- Adric one is where you get like shot up in a beam of light like way no, over that, that is a Daedric prince that is Meridia Meridia right yeah she has you killed the vampires yeah, yeah. I remember because in VR I got that quest dude and I'm like playing Skyrim <laughs> in VR and then they just literally shoot you 200 feet over Skyrim and it'd yeah. be like holy fuck <laughs> she just like looks <laughs> to this guy yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, there's Malakath and Molag Bal right yep uh, Malakath, all, all I know is that he's the one that the orcs worship. Molag Bal created um, vampires, but like in a fucked up way. He's like the he's the Daedric Prince of Domination. He's like kind of the goat legged fellow with the, the the gross like kind of more traditionally demonic head. Yeah, he's like <laughs> yeah. like the quintessential demon. I feel like when you look at yeah. Him. <laughs> um. So yeah, the the orc do worship Malakath. Malakath 
used to be a, a Dunmer. Uh, he used to be a Dark Elf. Oh. Uh, he was the, uh, or no, sorry, not a Dark Elf. He was just an Adra. He was known as Trinimac. Um, and uh, Boethia transformed him and the uh, Bosmer at the time, uh, or the, the elves at the time, into orcs, essentially. Uh, okay. Boethia consumed them all and pooped them all out as uh, the orcs and a uh, Daedric Prince all of a sudden. Orcs are poop. Um, Lord boys can. <laughs> I mean, there's a ton. Uh, Sanguine, you, you'll probably recognize as uh, worshipped by uh, the Dark Brotherhood along oh, with Sithis. Rose. Sithis. Um, yeah, the Sanguine Rose is the the uh, debauchery quest, right? Where you, you yeah, get yeah, like blackout yeah. drunk and you just wake up and have to piece together like um, the hangover style, what yeah. happened the night before. Um, so yeah, I, I'm not going to talk about uh, each and every single one. There's 16, technically. Uh, like Pete says, one of them, is, or two of them are actually one. So there's 17 listed, but 16 in actuality. Um, not all of them seem to have been created the same way. And the accounts for how each was created will differ depending on who you talk to. Um, I'll set some groundwork, then I'll talk a bit about the different theories or ideas of the creation of the the Daedra, and then we can land on on what we think really happened. If you play yeah. Skyrim, just go do the Molag Ball and Meridia quest, and you'll have two crazy one-handers, and you could just finish the game with those two. Yeah, Dawnbreaker is the only weapon I ever fucking used. Yeah. It's, it's OP as all hell. <laughs> Meridia one, it's like powerful, it like lights undead on fire or whatever, yeah. right? And like, no, it, de- it detonates them, which does like critical damage. Basically, oh, yeah. yeah. So, and everything's undead in caves, so it, it's so crazy. <laughs> Every Draugr, exactly. Yeah. Um, okay, so to start, we're going to do a recap of the in-canon book, the Annotated Anuad, okay. uh, which was the entire basis of our creation lore episode. Um, the conven- This book conveniently details the creation of the world, though different races have different interpretations. Like I said at the beginning, ours is human and mer-focused. So so this episode could be the annotated, annotated, annoyed. Hey, exactly. Yeah, okay. <laughs> we're cool. doing the, the annotated, annotated, annoyed. <laughs> got it, got it. Um, the universe started with two beings, Anu and Padome, uh, who represent order and chaos. Uh, in the interplay between them, they would create Nier, uh, you can think of Anu as light, Padome as darkness, and Nir as gray. Um, okay. Here's a quote from the Anuad. Nir became pregnant, but before she gave birth, Padome returned, professing his love for Nir. She told him that she loved only Anu, and Padome beat her in rage. Anu returned, fought Padome, and cast him outside time. Nir gave birth to creation, but died from her injuries soon after. Anu, grieving, hid himself in the sun and slept. So, uh, yeah, you have these two beings at the start of creation. Uh, they create one other thing, and naturally they fight over it. Uh, the other thing, unfortunately, had sentience, and so chose one of them. Um, Anu, mad at his brother, uh, also known as uh, Padme, also sometimes known as Sithis. Anu is also sometimes known as Anuiel. Hard to tell if those are, I think... How I've always interpreted it is Anu and Padme are kind of like their uh, spirits, like the Eldrazi or like uh, a Lovecraftian horror. It's like they're kind of this gross concept which encompasses absolutely everything. And Anuel and Sithis are kind of like localized manifestations of them, uh, is how I like to think about it. Yeah, because Sithis uh, is who the Dark Brotherhood worship, like you said before. Yeah. Which exactly. is not necessarily a Daedra. It's more like a real god because there is like levels of divinity, right? Or something like that. Yeah, so it's like, yeah, Sithis is 
gave birth gives birth to creation with right. Anu. Um, these are like Anu and Padme or uh, Anuel or Ancithis um, are like the be all end all the two beings that brought creation into existence. Essentially, right. having a baby seems tough. I can't imagine birthing all creation. Like, right? I, think <laughs> I mean, yeah, they they did leave that. They created a woman and then let the woman do all the work and create creation for them. So, boys. <laughs> Uh, so as Anu and Padme fight, blood is spilled. Um, here's another excerpt from the Anuad. The blood of Padme became the Daedra. The blood of Anu became the stars. The mingled blood of both became the Aedra, hence their capacity for good and evil and their greater affinity for earthly affairs than the Daedra, who have no connection to creation. So during their Hang fighting... On. I have one quick aside here. I thought the stars in Elder Scrolls were holes in like the kind of like galaxy bubble shell that let magic through. Uh, so again, this is all, uh, there's all different interpretations. There's different books in canon, which say different things. Yeah. You're probably thinking of the sun, which is a hole in creation to oblivion canonically, which yeah. uh, I will also talk about in a sec, which Sorry. was created by Magnus, the god of magic. Okay. Um, the sun's a hole? The sun is a hole, and we will t- we'll talk about it in a sec, I promise. Okay, ours too. Uh, <laughs> the stars, it, it, so again, it depends who you talk to. Uh, some people say the stars are the Magna Gay who are following Magnus, their god. Magnus, when he punched through to oblivion, he created the sun, and all his followers created the stars when they punched through. Okay. Um, but different accounts have different... Uh, different interpretation that's basically. what i was told on my, my during my eastern orthodox baptism that's what i was <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know, like, Sarah did her convocation when she was catholic she was much older so like but i was just a baby so i still believe the sun thing yeah <laughs> <laughs> exactly um so yeah so according to the annot- annotated annuad i guess i should say um they created the daedra and the stars where their blood fell untouched where their blood mingled they created the adra also known as the atada or the original spirits uh yeah. Their forces perceived uh, as and worshipped as gods or spirits. So you again, the hotel in Tamriel. Which book do you think would be in the nightstand? <laughs> <laughs> I just hope uh, there's not any god blood in the fucking sheets. Is it like is it like the the, the King James version uh, of the Anuid, or is it like the annotated Anuid? <laughs> it's uh yeah, I mean it depends where you go, right? Because oh, if you true, yeah. if you go to like an Argonian hotel, then it's gonna have some book on the hist, and you're like, I was gonna say it's just like this? a tree branch, and it's just like there you go. <laughs> exactly. Um, so yeah, you you bring your black light, you check the uh, you check the bed for starlight. And if it's the, <laughs> nothing shines, then you're good. <laughs> I hate when fluids bust through the sheets when you're in the bed. You know? <laughs> yeah. no, uh, it's come a hole in the sheets. I, that's what yeah, I, was, yeah. I didn't I saucy. I didn't say that word, so don't you add that to the yeah, count. No, that's, that was that's Peter's count. That's Peter's count. Uh, so the eight and one divine that we mentioned before, Akatosh, uh, Talos, Lorcan, uh, are at Ada, created from this conflict at the dawn of the world. Uh, the others, uh, created solely from Padme, according to the annotated Anuad, are the Daedra. Um, that's what I meant when I said earlier that Aedra means our ancestors, when, while Daedra literally means not our ancestors. The Aedra, the at Ada, would spawn all the mortal races of the Elder Scrolls, uh, except for a few who were you know, um, I guess Darwin finched their way by the Daedra into different evolutions like the Dunmer, the Orisimer, the Khajiit, 
Um, you can tell that you, you can tell that the Khajiit are better at eating seeds. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Whereas, Darwin, whereas Darwin Finch, I don't remember that from To Kill a Mockingbird, but <laughs> <laughs> it was it was the brother. He was uh, uh, yeah, he was a potato farmer. Um, Bradley. <laughs> yeah, Boo Radley. <laughs> Boo Radley's finches. <laughs> Boo, Boo Radley could easily be the name of a Daedric prince. Let's be real. Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, like any good theory, this one's contested. Uh, some of the Daedra have more known origins, such as Meridia, who was once Merid-Ninda of the Magna Gay. Uh, the Magna Gay, some may remember, were followers of the Atada Magnus, the god of magic. Um, we have three things so far, stars, demons, and gods. You'll notice no fresh grass, no to cut, or no pools to swim in. Um, the Atada Lorcan would devise a plan and trick a large number of Atada into sacrificing their, pla- their power to create Mundus. So Nern, Nern creates, or Nern, excuse me, creates uh, the wider universe, the wider physical plane. Um, and creates these uh, these other children. Uh, the Adada are created somehow, whether it's actually from Anu and Padme fighting or it's some other thing we don't really know. Um, but one of them, Lorcan, is like, oh, I want to make a sandbox to play in with elves, basically. Um, or the Elnofe at the time, who are now, you know, definitely long dead. They're mostly just speculative anyway. Um, so he tricks a bunch of other Atada and says like, Hey, help me build this sandbox. But it turns out that, uh, the Atada have to sacrifice a lot of their power to build his sandbox for him. Uh, and he, he tricks a bunch of them into creating it. It's unknown if, if, you know, a bunch of them are just like dead and are just part of the material plane now. Um, but we do know some of them that escape such as Magnus, uh, Magnus was one such, uh, who left the world during the Dawn Age when it became clear that Lorcan's plan to create Mundus would involve sacrificing too much of Magnus's power. Um, in leaving, he tore a hole in the fabric of reality through to Oblivion, which is the canonical sun in Elder Scrolls. Okay. Yeah. Um, and again, it's thought by some that his followers pierced uh, holes into the heavens, uh, but whether that's, you know, the cult of uh, the descendant cult followers of Magnus who have told that story because it's a really pretty way of describing the stars. Uh, it's impossible to know one way or the other. It's not not yeah. canonical one, so way the, the, one way or the other. The sun goes to oblivion. Yeah. So, okay. So that's yeah. why whenever demons step through the portal it takes them about seven and a half minutes to get to... To, to arrive. Because <laughs> <Okay. laughs> okay. they are traveling at the speed of light when okay. they get here. Got and they just vaporize <laughs> upon entry, basically. <laughs> <laughs> We, the, the Elder Scrolls, we haven't invented like faster than demon travel yet. Yeah. <laughs> FTD. <Yeah. laughs> uh, FTD's nuts. Um, oh, so, dude. Got him. Got him. So, so, yeah, all this to say Meridia was once Meridnunda of the Magna Gia, or the Magna Gay. Uh, so she's thought to have once been an Et Ada who followed Magnus. Magnus is the god of magic. Uh, so this would imply that she oh. was part Anuic or part of the blood of Anu and not purely made from the blood of Padme. If you guys have played Morrowind and Skyrim, I'm sorry to geek out here for a second. There is the Staff of Magnus and the Eye of Magnus in yeah. Morrowind and Skyrim, respectively. And yeah. they're both part of like uh, Mage's Guild quest lines. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, is that the one where it's like underneath the glass in that guy's house next to the Mage place? Yeah. Okay, yeah. 
Okay. Um, specifically, didn't mention it because we did geek out about it a lot on the last <laughs> three years ago. I know. Yeah, it's uh, three three and a half years ago. Oh my god! I'm like reliving my own memories. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, so yeah, what what this all means? Meridia, Daedric Prince, but also of the blood of Anu, at least okay. to some extent. So we know that not all the Daedric Princes are purely the blood of Padme, pretty pretty convincingly. Um, whether that means at some point they all did have the blood of Anu in them, or if Meridia is an exception, not a rule, is completely up to interpretation and guesswork, pretty much. Um, the book, the monomyth, the in-canon book, the monomyth, might support Meridia's claims. It states that the Aedra and Daedra were both at Ada, but the Aedra would result from those who chose to follow Lorcan in creating Mundus, while the Daedra were those wise enough to avoid it. Mm. So... Uh, the monomyth, this other in-canon book, says, like, no, the Daedra are just people who didn't take any part in creation. Um, this makes a lot of sense when you think about it, because uh, the Daedra can't remain on the plane of Mundus for long. And I like to think that it's just because they had no no skin in the game, like they had no part in creating it. So it's almost like completely alien or, or abhorrent to them, okay. whereas the other gods can manifest more. Alternatively... Because of the, if you listen to our Dwemer episode from three years ago, Lorcan, it could be the exact opposite of that because the construction of like the golem and as well as like the heart of Lorcan is the thing that doomed the the Dwemer to like being ejected from the universe as well. True. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, maybe they maybe because they found the the very essence of creation in some ways in in yeah. Lorcan being the one to to create it. So maybe they just found a way to undo that for themselves by accident. Yeah. Um, but they're not around to ask, so we just don't know. Yeah, can't can interview. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so even this, even this monomyth uh, theory cannot apply to all Daedric princes. Again, Malakath's existence disproves it. He was canonically once of the Aedra, but was consumed by the Daedric prince Bo- Boethia and eventually excreted in his more demonic form. Um, both books do confirm that the Daedric princes formed many of the lesser Daedric spirits. So that part, at least, uh, is true that lesser Daedric spirits are generally created by Daedric, Daedric princes. Okay. Um, but again, it's hard to prove a negative. It's hard to prove that every single one was. We just know that a good chunk of them were. At present, this is like Boo Radley's theory of evolution that we agree <laughs> 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 to. <laughs> um, so in Oblivion, the fourth Elder Scrolls title, the big gates to Oblivion you are constantly closing actually only lead to one plane of Oblivion, like I said before, belonging to Mehrun's Dagon, known as the Deadland. Uh, for anyone who hasn't played it or seen it, it's full of spike-laden architecture and large seas of lava. Not not all of them are like that. The Deadlands is one of its kind, and each of the uh, Daedric Prince's Plains of Oblivions are one of their kind. Uh, and they're not all so doom and gloom. Many of them are actually considered quite beautiful. Azuras, who Peter mentioned as one of the seemingly good ones, uh, is known as Moonshadow. It's described in the door, the in-canon book, The Doors to Oblivion, by the scribe of the scholar Morian Zenus, who visited visited it while in a meditative state. Uh, quote, Too much beauty, Zenus gasped when he went to the next realm. I am half blind. I see flowers and waterfalls, majestic trees, a city of silver, but it is all a blur. The colors run like water. It's raining now, and the wind smells like perfume. This surely is moonshadow where Azura dwells. Zenas was right, and astonishingly, he even had audience with the Queen of Dusk and Dawn in her Rose Palace. She listened to his tale with a smile and told him of the coming of the Nerevarine. My master found Moonshadow so lovely, he wished to stay there half blind forever, but he knew he must move on and complete his journey of discovery. Uh, Sorry, what were you saying about the Nerevarine? 
the Nerverine was like some sort of like elven demigod king who was betrayed by the tribunal, and then you are then the possible reincarnation of in Morrowind. When really throughout that game, you're just following the steps of the prophecy to see if the prophecy works because no one can guarantee you're actually the reincarnation of the Nerevar in the first place. That's why that game is so cool. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, the Daedra get a pretty bad rap in Oblivion, where the focus is so much on Mayrin's Dagon, but the Deadlands wasn't the only nasty realm out there. Uh, just like Azores is nice, there are other nasty ones. Um, the Doors of Oblivion continues. I am in a storm, he told me as he entered the next realm. He described the landscape of dark, twisted trees, howling spirits, and billowing mist, and I thought he might have entered the Deadlands or Ma- of Mayrin's Dagon. But then he said quickly, no, I am no longer in a forest. There was a flash of lightning, and now I am on a ship. The mast is tattered. The crew is slaughtered. Something is coming through the waves. Oh, gods. Wait, now I am in a dank dungeon, in a cell. He was not in the Deadlands, but Quagmire, the nightmare realm of Verminia. Every few minutes, there was a horrifying flash of lightning and reality shifted, always to something more horrible and horrifying. A dark castle one moment, a den of ravening beasts the next, a moonlit swamp, a coffin where he was buried alive. Verminia is the spider one. Uh, could be. I didn't look up physical yeah. descriptions, but uh, just descriptions of their realms. Their realms, yeah. Um, I'm stressed out just thinking about that, being like tossed from awful thing to awful thing. Like, yeah, dude, I, <laughs> I, I like hate dealing with just like people, like going to the grocery store and having to have a conversation. Like, can you imagine having to do all that over and yeah. over? It sounds awful, man. One mundane <laughs> checkout counter at Provigo after another, I was cast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And they, they won't scan your item until you answer their questions, basically. Yeah. So every, for every question answered, one item scan, and your cart never empties. Oh, and then there's a flash of light. <laughs> there's a flash of lightning, and you're on the bus reading a book, and someone keeps trying to start a conversation. Oh, with my you. God. Ah! <laughs> um, so some Daedra even have hands in creating some of the modern mortal races, like I've said a few times. Uh, I'd love to get into those creations more. I'd love to get into the Argonians more, but we're we're out of time here. Uh, if you'd like to hear more about the Elder Scrolls world of Nern or the gods and demons who inhabit it, please let us know. Feedback from you is our best meter for knowing what we're doing is worthwhile. I so want to hear more. To, yeah, I'll, feel free I'll, to reach out. I might even Contact. subscribe. So we'll see. Oh, damn. Look at him. Look at him. Huh? He's going <laughs> to subscribe to our RSS feed. Um... <laughs> Yeah, uh, send us an email, contact at loreboys.com. This one, again, comes from John from Alaska uh, to our email. Thanks so much, John. Um, uh, Or you can join the Discord. Uh, There should be a link in the description of this episode. If you don't know what Discord is, it's kind of like social media, I guess, but just with us. We Uh, just got Your grandma's not in it. We got level Your grandma's not in it. Your grandma might be in it. Grandma's allowed. Don't get me wrong. Grandmas are allowed, just no grandmas yet. Uh, While you're at it, why not... Throw us a review on your podcasting app of choice. Just hit the five-star button wherever you see it or the thumb up or whatever it might be. Uh, or if you've already done that, tell your friends about us. Uh, we'd love to get new listeners. I have been your host, Ethan Palmer. Uh, thanks so much for listening, everybody. Uh, if you want to get in touch with me, hop on over to the Discord, why don't you? Or just add me on Discord if you're shy. But you probably got to join the Lord Boys Discord to find me on Discord. Yep. Uh, Peter, you have anything to plug? The only thing... Uh, that's uh, important that is not on our website is of course at Lordboys Podcast on Instagram. Check out the title cards, send me messages, request shows. I don't give a fuck. Whatever you want, maybe it's social media, it's public. Just get over there and say hello. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and James, uh, and find, Jamie. find me in the Discord. I've uh, been playing with the folks on Switch and uh, on Battle.net and stuff like that too. So if you're in the Discord, we can link up for that type of stuff. Uh, 
Do we normally do the Lore Boys Prime before this? Are we signing out? Or do you... No, we all, we almost always do the Lore Boys Prime after. So if you okay. want to sub- support the show financially, um, you guys can go to patreon.com slash loreboys and hit us up there. You become one of our Lore Boy Primes in the Discord server, along with some other perks. You can get uh, this script that I just wrote. I will send it to you uh, at the start of a month. Uh, if you, you want to subscribe, subscribe to the right tier. Um, we also do what we call loser titles, which are, we send out all the working titles that Peter has been writing down throughout the show that Peter, at some point in this episode, see if you can figure out when forced us to pause the episode. So he could go get his notepad because he's actually writing them down. <laughs> Spoiler. Uh, it was <laughs> five, se- five seconds before our actual scheduled. Break. It was literally <laughs> one sentence before I threw it to a break. Uh, Peter, Peter hit the brakes on us here. Perfect. I am, I am forgetful, not omnipotent or omniscient. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, and if you don't trust Patreon, of course, we do have Lore Boys Prime. Sorry, Jamie, I did step on your toes. I know you wanted to uh, to throw it to Lore Boys Prime here, and you have some great ideas for it. So uh, what, what do we got on the docket this month, huh? Lay it on me. Oh, I was just, I thought we missed. <laughs> okay. Um, if you want, uh, you can send in uh, as much money as you want, and we will re-release this episode for the next 10 years. <laughs> Over and over yeah. and over again. Uh, we'll yeah. release it for the Samsung Smart Fridge. Um, yeah. For uh, your water cooler at work, the bubbles that come up, you know, when you're filling up your water, it'll sound like yeah. us. It'll be like, the Yeah, I've been working working really closely with some Ukrainian hackers to get this on John Deere tractors. This episode available on John Deere tractors. You can hack into your John Deere tractor and you can get it uploaded. We've got guys out there who very much care about the right to lore boys. So it's... And in about 10 years, we'll get bought out by Microsoft and you'll only be able to listen to us on your Xbox. And your Microsoft smart fridge, of course. You have to ask And that would cost today. Lore boys. Lore boys. Um, my name's James, and this is, uh, Sound Checkerino. My name's Ethan, and this is my Sound Checkerino. I don't have a pop filter today, because it's somewhere in my boxes. Uh, my name is Peter, and this is my Sound Checkerooney. I am the second half of the Areno Aruni. Ethan, you can always just pull your shirt up over your face, and it's like a built-in pop filter. Is this butter? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How are my peas? Are they popping? I, I can't even hear that you said any peas, so that's great. <laughs> They're like completely removed. Yeah. <laughs> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.